So tonight we want to share with you a story. And for me, this story started in a weird way. It was a Friday morning and I was walking downtown. And the sun wasn't even up yet. And there was nothing in my life that could have possibly prepared me for what I was about to see. There was a man walking through the alley and he was pulling a cart. And this cart was filled with rags. And the rags were, in, in mixed with the rags, there were clothes. And these, coal, these clothes were bright. And they shone and they were beautiful. And I heard the man say, rags. But he didn't just say it, he sang it. His voice was so incredible, and I'm not even going to try, to be quite honest, to really re- to replicate his voice. But he kept saying, rags. And then he added, he said, new rags for old. I take your old, tired rags. This is incredible, I thought. So I, I got closer, and I had a better look at this man. He was 6'4". His arms were like tree trunks. He, his eyes were bright and clear and full of joy. But I asked myself, could he find no better job than this? Could he find nothing better to do than be a ragman in the inner city? But I followed him because I was curious. And I wasn't disappointed. Because soon the ragman came to a woman. And she was sitting on her back porch and she was sobbing. She was crying. Her shoulders were shuddering. And I could only assume that that dish towel had been thrown over her a moment earlier because she was so exhausted. Her knees and elbows made a sad X and her heart was breaking. And the ragman stopped his cart and he quietly walked up to her. And he stepped around tin cans and toys all over the yard and and diapers strewn everywhere. And he said gently, give me your rag and I will give you another. And he slipped the old kitchen towel from her eyes and instead he placed in her hands a beautiful white cloth. And as he began to pull his cart again, the ragman did something strange. He took that towel and put it to his face. And he started crying. He started sobbing. His shoulders started shaking. Yet she got up and left. Without a care in the world, the joy had now returned to her eyes. This is amazing, I thought. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and I had to continue to see what happened next. And again, the man yelled out, rags, rags, new rags for old. And now the sun was coming up and he came upon a little girl. And her head was wrapped in a bandage. And it was clear it was was bad because there was actually a single line of blood dripping down her cheek. And the rag man looked at her and he said gently, Give me your rag, and I will give you mine. And the child could only gaze as he took off that bandage. He removed it, and he tied it to his own head. And he placed a beautiful scarf upon her, and she left without a care in the world. And I gasped at what I saw, because when she got up, the wound went with the bandage. 
And when the ragman wrapped the bandage around his head, the stain grew darker and blood dripped down his cheek. And so I continued watching the ragman, and now he moved crying. The joy was no longer in his eyes. He was crying. He was sobbing. He was weeping. His shoulders were shaking. He had a bandage around his head, and he was bleeding. But he said again, rags, rags, I take old rags. And he came upon a man leaning up against a light pole. And he said to the man, do you have a job? And the man sneered back, are you crazy? And it was clear this man was bitter. And he pulled away from the pole, revealing that the right sleeve of his jacket was empty. The man had only one arm. And the ragman looked at him and he said, So get up. Take my jacket. And I will give you mine. And it was incredible because he spoke with such authority in his voice. And I found myself even more amazed because as this man took off his coat, It was, it was interesting because he had to work hard because he had one arm. But when the ragman took off his coat, his right arm stayed in the coat. And as the man put on the ragman's coat, he realized he now had two arms. And I trembled at what I saw because he left carefree and excited. And the ragman continued, and he was moving faster now. And he found an old man lying beneath an army blanket, hunched over, wheezing with every breath. And he took the old worn blanket from the man, and he wrapped it around himself. And instead, he gave him a new, thick, warm blanket so the man could keep himself warm. And now I had to run to keep up with the, way, with the rag man. Now he was, he was weeping. He was crying. He was sobbing. His shoulders were shaking. He had a bandage on his head. There was blood dripping down his cheek. He was, he was missing his right arm. And not only that, but now he was hunched over, wheezing, coughing, for he was sick. And he ran quicker and quicker through the alleys of the city until he reached the city limits, but he kept going. And I had to see where he was going, so I followed even further. And eventually the ragman got to a landfill. And I wanted to follow him, but I was a little bit uneasy, so I hid at the entrance of the landfill and I watched the ragman go further in. And this was hard because I had grown to love this man. I had grown to be so appreciative of what he'd done. And, and I, I wept because of the sorrow he now took on. And I watched him. And when he was in the landfill, he climbed a little hill in the landfill. 
And when he got to the top of the hill, he cleared off a space. And he took that dirty dish towel. And he took that jacket and he laid them down. And he made for himself a pillow. And as he laid down, he let out a sigh. And he covered himself with the old blanket. And I watched him from the entrance to the landfill. And I watched him die. Now I was the one crying, weeping, sobbing with shoulders shaking because this made no sense. I simply didn't understand. How could this man go through all of this work and all of this pain for nothing? These people he impacted, they are now free, filled with joy, filled with life from him, but he has lost his own. So there was a, a junked car sitting there and I slumped down in the chair and I sat because I couldn't believe what was happening. And I sat there crying and crying and I cried so much and so hard I fell asleep. And I couldn't possibly have known that by the time I woke up, it was actually Sunday morning. I slept all the way through Friday night, through Saturday night, and I woke on Sunday morning with this bright light and I could not believe what was happening because the light was way too bright. It didn't make sense for something so bright and so beautiful to be in a landfill. And as I rubbed my eyes and tried to figure out what was going on, I looked and I saw something that was incredible. Because there through was the rag man. He was standing. And not only was he standing, but he took that, that blanket he was under and he was folding it nicely and putting it down. And the rags that he had taken with him were no longer rags, but they shone brightly and beautiful. And as I, as, as I could see more, I, I noticed that the ragman was healthy. The joy had returned to his eyes. There was a scar on his forehead where the bandage was, but there was no blood. His arm had returned to him. And at the sight of this, I lowered my head and began sobbing, began trembling for what I had seen, and I walked up to the ragman. And I told him my name. And I was ashamed. And I, I, I looked at him and I said, dress me. And so I took off the sweatshirt that I had been wearing the whole day because this, this is my comfortable sweatshirt. This is the sweatshirt that I wear that covers up all of the shame that I carry. It covers up all of the mess of my life. It covers it up so nobody can see what's actually going on underneath it. And he handed me this. And so I took it and I put it on and I looked at him in wonder because I thought, how can this man take pity on me? And as I put it on and as I buttoned it, he, he put his hands on my shoulders and he looked, looked me deeply in the eyes and he said, you are my beloved. And I delight in you. He dressed me. My Lord, he dressed me. The ragman. The ragman. Jesus Christ dressed me. And so I don't know how you enter tonight. But what I do know is that 
For beauty, there are ashes. For strength, there is fear. For gladness, there is mourning. For peace, there is despair. The bottom line is that we are all in need of a Savior. We are all in need of the ragman who comes and takes the sin from us and clothes us in righteousness that only he can offer. And as we reflect on what Ash Wednesday is, we can't help but be overcome by the, by the knowledge that we were once ashes, and to ashes we will return. That we are human, we are mortal, and we will once again return to the ground. And like the woman crying on the porch, like the young girl with the bandage on her head, like, like the man with one arm with no job, like the old man who was sick, we are all in need of a Savior. So when you came in, we asked you to grab a rag. And I don't know what your rag represents for you. I don't know what you've been carrying with yourself. I don't know what it is that, that you're in need of saving from because we cannot save ourselves. So what we invite you to do tonight as you receive the imposition of ashes. We invite you to come forward down the center aisle and lay your rag at the foot of the cross. Be reminded that you can carry that no longer because you cannot fix it. It is only the rag man. It is only Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who can take that rag and turn it into something beautiful. Let's pray. So, Father, we come before you tonight. And, Father, we need you. We need you. Father, we are nothing without you. So, Father, I pray that as we enter this Lenten season that we keep understanding that truth that we are in need of a Savior. Father, we love you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.